0: Hi there, healers. My name is Dave of Dave of the Flames. I'm a Reiki teacher, life coach, and a cleric cognizant. I blend these energies so that I can help you be the healer that you are meant to be. You work hard at taking care of others? Heal the Healers is a podcast that will help you find ways to take care of yourself. Do you often find yourself tired, low on energy, and overcommitted because you can't say no? I want to give you the tools to make you stronger so that you can work smarter and help more people around the world. No matter what healing modality you do, this podcast is for you. Hello everyone and welcome to episode one. I'm really excited to be here. Today is November the 11th, so I figured from a numerology standpoint that uh, starting this podcast on 1111 would be a good thing, so I'm kind of excited about that. My name is Dave, I'm your host, I am a Reiki teacher, Reiki master, Uh, I am um, a reader, I do crystal healing, Uh, I'm a life and business coach, Uh, and I also have some claircognizant abilities. Claircognizance means that I just know things and I don't know why I know them, Um, and it's kind of like been that way my whole life, I always thought I was a really good problem solver. Uh, until I realized I was gifted. I was like, (laughs) "Oh, So grateful for the gift, but then it it was kind of a blow to my ego for my problem-solving skills. Uh, But yeah, it's really interesting. So what I do and what I've dedicated my life to doing is working with healers, um, helping them. Uh, I call them light seekers. So a light seeker is someone who doesn't really, they know they don't fit in. They know they want to help people. People are attracted to them like perfect strangers uh, come up to them and just like unload uh, and ask for help in a lot of ways. And and you really like to give advice and you really like to help. Um, So when I find a light seeker and I see someone who has potential, what I will do is work with them and then turn them into a light worker. And what's neat is a light seeker evolving into a light worker is so many different modalities. I mean, it can be anything from Reiki to acupuncture to chiropractor to personal trainer. You you know, there's so many different modalities of healing. It's not even funny. Um, You know, I I didn't even hit the tip of the iceberg there with naming a few of them. So whatever your modality is of your healing, um, I want to welcome you to the show. Because the overall theme is that you've kind of... Dedicated your life to helping others, you know, and and that's a big step and that's a lot of what what we're about Um, I help people find their life purpose. I help people to monetize uh, Their dreams, you know uh, people call them side hustles, you know, I know people who work in technical jobs or corporate jobs or they have a, a job that is just You know a means job where it's just paying the bills, but they're not happy I help them to identify how they like to help people, what modality that would be, and then help them to turn that into a, a business. And it sometimes it starts, well most of the time it starts as a side hustle. They do it, you know, in their off time, weekends, nights, evenings. And then when they can start making money at it, they shift and they start doing it full time. I've had really good success with that in my life with uh with with helping people do that. So I'm hoping that, as I um, work on these episodes and really build this up, that it's gonna be something that helps you as well. Um, uh, we're gonna talk a lot about uh, what it means to be a healer, what the what's some of the kind of not really do's and don'ts, but some of the pitfalls that I myself have fallen into, and other healers that I know have fallen into uh, in the past. So I really wanna kind of just help help you guys navigate that. Because I think that is going to be something that is going to be good for you. Um, because, we, you know, we don't want to do any harm. We don't want to do harm to others because we don't know how to heal correctly. So um, we're going to be talking about that kind of stuff as well. Um, let's see, what, what is the first topic today? I, I think what I'd like to kind of go over, what, it, what it feels good to go over is, what does it mean to be a light seeker? So I I guess questions you can ask yourself is, have you always kind of felt uh, other people's emotions? Have you, have you feel people's pain? Do you sit back and see someone who is struggling and your first instinct is, I want to help. Um, And sometimes it's very obvious of how you can help. And sometimes you don't know how to help. Um, Sometimes it's that power of, uh, or feeling of helplessness because you just don't know what to do. So when situations like that occur, when you see these things and you want to help and you don't know how, then it just comes down to, well, let's figure out what it is that, that you want to help with. Um, as as a light seeker, what you're doing is you're actually sensing other people's pain. You're sensing other people's trauma, their emotions. Um, Some light seekers are very in tune with emotions. Uh, Other light seekers are not. um, You know, empaths are, you know, know, very strong in society today. Someone who has a very strong empathy uh, often gets taken advantage of a lot because they don't have boundaries and they don't know how to say no. Um, And especially if you come across a narcissist, I think one of the one of the worst relationships that you can find would be a narcissist and an empath because the narcissist will just take and take and take everything that they can from you. And then when you're nothing but a dried up husk (laughs) after a year or three, um, (laughs) it sucks. And then they just move on to the next empath. So I, I teach people how to recognize who the narcissists are in their life, who the toxic people are in their life. Because when you're a healer, it makes a lot of sense for you to want to heal. And people see that. And some people see it as a weakness. And some people try to take advantage of you. Some people try to manipulate you. So when I work with Healing the Healers, I work with self-love, self-respect, self-esteem, self-confidence. And we build all that up. And that's what we're going to be doing over over time here with, the, with these podcasts, with these episodes. I'm going to have guests on who are going to uh, talk about their modalities, talk about things that they went through. Uh, I'm going to be having some episodes with just me talking. So there's kind of a mixture of things. I'm going to have uh, other coaches on, other healers, uh, claircognizance, clairaudience. I mean, I, I have a full lineup of, of guests that I want to invite onto this podcast because I think that each of us has a story and when you hear our stories you are going to try and figure out you know how does that fit into your life how does how does my story how does my guest story impact you how does how do you see yourself in that so you know my story is is I uh I've I've always known that I, I wanted to be a healer but I didn't know how and what that meant Uh, I worked in corporate America, so for me, it was always, I I always saw potential in people. I was a very, very good interviewer, and when I hired a staff and hired a team with all the the things that I did, and I would hire managers, I could see the potential that they couldn't even see in themselves, and I took the mentor role very seriously in a lot of ways, Uh, both as being a mentor and assigning mentors. Because I knew who on my team or in my company was a good mentor, and I know who needed to be a mentee. And for me, it was just seeing that potential, seeing all this untapped, raw power that someone had that they didn't feel they had because they've been beaten down by family, friends, people telling them that they, they couldn't do it or can't do it. Um, and I have, that's how it started for me you know, it was just, it was incredible because I had such great success stories with developing people. And this was 25 years ago. Uh, and then it was just like, okay, so what does this mean? And then, you know, it, it figures out, well, uh, I can get into coaching, life coaching. Uh, in my 40s, I went back to school and I became a, a life coach and took, you know, it was just like, holy crap, you know, being able to, to do that. And then I, I did the whole side hustle thing for years, just trying to figure out how to make it work uh along my journey i discovered more of a spiritual side to it as well um working with many different religions bringing out the best of different religions and then the the best of holistic healing um you know the the best of of spiritual law of attraction all all these great things just kind of encompassed it to at one point I had so many different clients and so many different modalities I was doing that I just had all these different business cards. And I, and I didn't know how to how to quite do it, you know, because I, I became a Reiki teacher, um, I, I'm a cupping therapist, um, you know, I, I work with crystal healing, um, I work with life coaching, I do business coaching, I, I do small business, entrepreneurs, I work with solopreneurs. You know, all, all these different things that I do, And so I was like, well, what the crap? How do I, how do I fit all that into one business card? So I kind of just changed my, my branding and my, my business sense. And I I found a really incredible, intuitive business coach and she helped me to kind of figure out my brand and this kind of led me to where I am today. Um, I hope to have her as a guest on my podcast sometime in the future. Her name is Wendy. She is just incredible. So when, when I figured out what I wanted to do and figured out how to blend my corporate with my woo woo, um, it, everything became, everything just became incredible, you know, working with archangels, working with crystals. Um, as I sit here at my desk, I'm just surrounded by, I I definitely have a crystal obsession. I, I have at least 150 crystals just around my office and around my desk right now. And each of these crystals has a different vibration and a different a different way for me to to figure things out and to, to help others. And when I g- go to meet someone and I do a crystal healing session with them, I intuitively know which crystals to take with me, which crystals to to use as I'm doing Reiki, as I'm doing the healing, uh, as I'm doing cupping, uh, and just integrating all that in. So. When I started to realize that I had the intuitive along with the corporate stuff, and I started changing my focus on that and and integrating the two, I ended up with some really incredible clients who just amazed me and how I could help them. And then when I realized uh, about a year and a half ago, because someone said that I had um, Claire Cactus in the Belize, and I I was like, well, what is that? (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, well, do you just know things? I'm like, yeah, I, I do. I just, I always just seem to know what I need to know in the moment. Um, and, and and it's weird. And, and it, it sometimes people are like, Dave, you're kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> and, and it's just like, it, it's really interesting. So when I blended the energies of claircognizance with my Reiki, with my crystals, crystal healing, with my life coaching, business coaching, uh, I became something that, is is pretty amazing, and I have to say that I feel so confident and feel so such high levels of self respect now, and and it, it amazes me. And I, when I'm working with a client, uh, I I use my abilities in order to help them with with anything that they need. I, I work with clients to help them with relationships with business with their finances with their credit with buying a house uh, all these different things I, I work with them in order to help them uh, and i use all of these abilities in order to you know help, help divine i mean i use pendulums i use tarot cards um you know oracle cards uh everything at my disposal for what i need to um use my divination for in order to help your life is is what I do, and ha- you know when you're trying to find a, a corporate client, and you're trying to explain that, and it's like okay, so you're you seem to be have success as a business coach, but you're a little far out there to the left and, or, or to the right or whatever when it comes to how you think, so I don't know if I want to, you know, to work with you, so then it comes into a well, how about we just meet and chat? We do a consultation. And we go back and forth, and you just get to know me. And if you think that I'm someone that you want to work with, then let's go for it. And I have to say that my consultations are generally very interesting because I find out a lot about the person. The person finds out a lot about me, and by doing that, that's helped me to really um, build up a successful business with with clients. But at the same time, I'm identifying. I'm finding out that I'm identifying a lot of healers that way a lot of light seekers, you know, because I'll I'll meet somebody and say, well, you know, I have a good job. I make $150,000 a year, but I'm just kind of unhappy. And why are you unhappy? Well, it's because it's just, you know, I show up, I do it. uh, It pays the bills. I make too much money to leave, but I I would rather help people. You know, how do you want to help people? Well, you know, I'm really good at, Physical, physical therapy. Um, I, I, I like it a lot. I, I've worked, when I went to school, I did a minor in kinesiology. I've done some personal training in the past, but I really want to be a physical therapist. You know, and it just comes down to how do we do that? And you know, how, how is it that you can go back to school and maintain your job and then eventually leave your job and go into physical therapy and still have the um, the money that you need in order to survive based on, on your lifestyle. So these are the kind of things I work with people on. And, you know, that's just one example of a client that I had about a year ago. And it was, it's been pretty amazing in in a lot of ways to see how he developed and, and where he's at right now. So finding these healers and finding people who are extraordinary in a lot of ways, and helping them to develop their potential is a lot of what I enjoy doing. Some of the pitfalls I find from when I first found the light seeker is someone who they're really overextended. They do not have boundaries. Um, they tell everybody, yes, they can't say no to people and people just take advantage of them. And at times they feel like their schedule is very chaotic. They don't have a routine. Uh, and they just give, 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 and they don't have a lot of people who care about them, care about their needs. This is, a, this is kind of a traditional light seeker. Um, and part of it is because the light seeker in training or the light seeker who is emerging, they don't understand that a lot of times they create their own chaos, they create their own toxic relationships. And what I mean by this is, I'll give you an example, I met with a woman about six months ago, and she was telling me about all the all the drama in her life. You know, I, I'm such a good person. I love to help everybody, but for some reason, everybody is just 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 mean to me. They put me down, and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I, you know, I, all I do, all I want to do is help others. And so we talked about that. We went into some descriptions of, of what she had found and what she does. And I told her, I said, well, you're kind of creating your own drama and you're kind of creating your own toxic relationships after she explained to me. And she says, well, what do you mean? And just a couple of examples are, um, she seeks out people who are in pain, whether it be family members or friends. And her primary focus is to take that pain away. So she will enter this person's life and she's like, I'm going to take the pain away so that you don't have to experience that pain. And then that is going to be good for you. And I'm going to to help you. I'm going to do everything I can for you. And they do. She would go in and just take care of everything from every aspect so that the person didn't have to feel, so that the person didn't have to worry. And she became, these people became uh, rocks. Or like I said, she became the rock to many different people because of how incredible she was at going into the situation. What she did though, is she created a small group of people who were heavily dependent upon her. And then what she did is by doing all this and taking away this pain, she didn't allow the people that she was trying to heal to experience the pain in order to grow, in order to accept the pain, in order to learn from the pain. So she went in to try and fix people and take away their pain and be the shield instead of what a true healer should be, a true light seeker, in my opinion, and this is all my opinion, but a true light seeker, we can't heal anyone. What we can do is we can give them tools and give them education so that they can heal themselves. We want to be a strong support system, but we don't want to be a dominant support system. We want to let them fall to their knees. We want to let them get the wind knocked out of them. And we want to be there to help them stand back up. And if they need our assistance at first in order to do that, yes. But eventually we want to just pull our hand away and stand there and watch as they lift themselves up off their knees by themselves. Because a person who's going through pain, a person who's going through trauma, a person who's going through grief or a broken relationship or a broken heart, if they can't experience the emotions and experience the pain, then they're not going to learn from it and they're not going to grow from it. And if they don't grow from it, then it's just that repeated step is just going to happen again and again in their life. And then because you are the, the self-appointed shield, you're going to be taking that pain away constantly. So you're always being called on, you know, any, time that something is going on, it's like, oh, I, I can't live without you. Please, please don't leave me. Please. I need you. Please, please, please. And then when you develop five or six of these people, you literally have no energy because everything is being taken from you. Then what you're doing is the way that you're recharging, the way that you're taking care of yourself, the way that makes you feel good is when these people are telling you, oh my God, if it wasn't for you, I don't know where I'd be. Oh my God, if it wasn't for you, I don't know what it it was. I'm so grateful to you. I'm so thankful to you. So you're drawing energy from that. And you've just created this vicious, vicious cycle. So that's been a, a very big predominant part of my coaching and a part of my healing is when I find this and I teach a healer no let let's let's come back a little bit let's let's go back why is it that you feel the need to have other people's approval or other people's um telling you how great you are in order for you to feel good about yourself and a lot of light seekers that i work with have very low self-esteem very low self self self-confidence they don't feel like they because they learn differently or think differently, they've had some really hard times throughout life. They they don't learn the same way that other people do uh, in school, so they're always, always an exciter. You know, parents might have high expectations of them that they're not living up to because they learn differently or they think differently or they want to do different things other than the traditional what society says you should do. So this makes it hard. So because of this, a lot of light seekers that I meet are... Are hurt and they're in pain. And the way that they know how to undo the pain is by having people say, Thank you, I, I need you, or Thank you, you did this for me, or Thank you. And then you create this. But in a way, you're enabling bad behavior and you're enabling people to constantly need your healing. And, and you're focused solely on these same people constantly instead of realizing that as a healer what you should be doing is number 1 the number one rule of a healer is take care of yourself you have got to be selfish in a way that you have and again this is my opinion but you have got to be selfish in a way that you are strong so that you inspire others to be strong so that you have the strength within you and ba- and you're able to set boundaries And you respect yourself so much that no one can take advantage of you and no one can come into your life and take advantage of your healing abilities then because you're so strong and you set these strong boundaries you go into someone's life and you're able to help them and when you help them by helping them heal themselves then you move on to the next one and you move on to the next one And people keep coming in and entering in and out of your life that you've built a very special relationship with because you've helped them. But then when they're strong, they're able to move on until the next challenge represents that they may may need you or another healer, or they might turn into a healer themselves. So it, it just depends. But if you are constantly, as a light seeker, Going around and telling people, hey, you know, let me help you. Hey, I want to take your pain away. I I want, I want you to be okay. So I'm going to do this for you. I would rather do it for you than teach you how to do it for yourself is the wrong mentality. Okay. You have got to help people by inspiring them and by giving them tools and resources so that they can expand and then they can understand what their life is about, helping them to, you know, to deal with grief, helping them to move through pain, helping them to get to this next chapter of their life, but they have to do it with your support rather than you doing it for them. So once, once I identify this and, you know, with, with this woman and I told her all this stuff, she was kind of shocked and she's like, you know, everything you're saying, kind of makes sense. And it kind of makes me feel bad. And I said, well, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but what I want to do is I want to identify what you've chosen to do as a healer. And I would just like to do some minor course corrections to you so that we can do it differently so that you can feel differently. And then when I get in, got into coaching with her and started talking to her and I did a couple of Reiki sessions on her, I did some crystal healings on her. Um, there was just such trauma in her life that her self-esteem was so low. Her self-worth was so low. Um, You know, she tried to commit suicide years earlier. She just, she felt unloved. She looks in the mirror and she just, the inner voice would just say such horrible things. So when I identify this, for me right there, that's where we want to start. And we start just by talking, by healing, um, you know, again, introducing Reiki, clearing chakras, uh, working with archangels, all these different things of of when I, I help someone. But it was meant in order to help her identify the root cause as to why she felt like she was worthless. The root cause of the inner voice being such a, such a, such a nasty person to her. So we, you know, just trying to fix all of that. And that's what we needed to do. And it took probably about, I want to say four months um, until things were at, at a baseline where there was, there was some self love, where there was some self respect, where there was some empowerment, some self esteem. And it, it was funny after that, because once we got to that point, um, I, I said, okay, so and during a couple of, of weeks of that time, I, I told her she wasn't able to help anybody or heal anybody because she needed to take care of herself. And, and that was that was really hard on her. She's like, you mean I can't say yes or help any? I said, no, you had to literally go on a, a strike of helping people because it's all about you right now. And that was probably one of the most awakening and eye-opening experiences she's had because when she realized that she wanted to focus on herself and heal she truly felt like she wasn't worthy. There was so much shame and so much resentment and anger about who she was. And then it, you know, I told her, I said, well, if if you don't feel like you're worthy of being healed, how is it that you have the ability to heal others? Why is it you think you can heal someone if you can't even heal yourself? And, and these words kind of stuck, stuck to her and they made sense to her. And she would, uh, she basically kind of made herself um, into one of her people that she wanted to heal. And she just visualized, okay, so I'm, I'm going to heal myself. She called herself by her middle name. And, you know, she would just say, okay, so I'm, I'm going to heal this per- this person as her middle name and focus on that. And she did that during, during those two weeks. And it, it was quite eye-opening. By the time we were done, she graduated from being a light seeker to a light worker, And she now has a really special uh, business that deals with uh, women um, and helping women to overcome grief from being victimized. And it's just, it's incredible because the way that she heals now compared to the way that she healed when I first met her is something that is so different and it, it has totally changed her life in so many ways. Um, and I'm still in contact with her and I still refer her when I, when I myself meet people who I think would need her service. But when you realize that you have to heal yourself in order to heal others and that you can't heal others, you simply have to show them how to heal themselves. When, when that, when, when that registers, when that clicks with you, it's pretty amazing. The other thing is I teach light seekers to not have expectations. Because if you put unreasonable expectations on the people that you're trying to help, then that's just another weight that they have on their shoulders that might just be too much for them. They've met this incredibly nice person who come into their life and they're, they're looking to help them improve their life. And then all of a sudden this person gives them expectations and the expectations are so high and they try it first, and they're doing well. They're they're living up to these expectations, but then because the expectations are not working, they just drop out. They drop out of sight. They stop contacting the healer. Um, this happens a lot with personal trainers that I work with. Uh, personal trainers, they they go in and they're like, okay, so I want you to do this, this, and this, and I want you. We're going to be losing this much weight, and, and and you know, eating right and doing all this, and they set these expectations. And then when the client doesn't meet the expectations, the client, the client, they come back and then they'll go through the, the couple of shame things. It's like, oh, you know what? You, di- you didn't lose this much body fat in the last two weeks, so you have to do 100 burpees. I'm going to punish you. And they stand there in front of a gym full of people doing 100 burpees as punishment with the personal trainer saying, yeah, you know, he didn't make his goal this uh, of fat loss, so he's being punished. That's, dude, that's not a way to heal. In no way, shape, or form is that a good personal trainer. So you need a personal trainer who comes into your life and sets Sets goals and and to the, your goals and works with you, but the goals are never expectations. You know, you always want to be better today than you were yesterday. However, if you have a if you're working with a personal trainer, and it's the holidays and you go to Thanksgiving dinner and you pig out over a three day period, and then you start you know, working out again, uh, and you go back to the gym and you gain two pounds or whatever, it, it's a speed bump it's not a wall. It's, it's not something that is horrible. It's nothing that you should be made fun of for. It's something that the personal trainer works with you and says, Hey, you know what? This, this is okay. We're going to, we're going to get back on track and we're just going to go. If you have a personal trainer like that in your life, that's pretty incredible. Massage therapists, another one. Massage therapists are so incredible at healing. I, I work with a massage therapist who does deep tissue, as well as relaxation massage. And when she works with someone, it's just incredible with the healing that occurs because the body is able to release tension and release stress. But what she does is she just creates a very relaxing environment, and she sets the intention before her massage that she would like this massage to help this person lose some stress, lose some makes lose, lose some of the, of the tension that they have in their life. And I just want to be here for them and I want to actively listen to them. So the secret to her successful massage business is she is an incredible listener. She has some clients that they don't want to talk. They just want to lay there and be quiet and, and, and do a relaxation massage. She has other clients that are, are, are bodybuilders and she, they, it's heavy, heavy sports massage where she's grinding it with her elbow. Um, but she listens. She sets the intention before the, the healing, uh, before the massage. And then with that intention, she just actively listens to the person. She listens to their body, their, the tension. She listens for, for things that, that, that mean something to the client. The client will talk, the client will tell her what's hurting, what's not hurting. And because she just listens and sets the intention prior to this healing, she has had some incredible successes with her business and with, with what she does with her clients. So intention is so powerful listening is so powerful not setting expectations is so powerful so these are all things that as a healer we try and teach and we try and and help you with and and that's part of what i want to do with this podcast is to let you know that you're not alone okay there are so many so many empaths out there so many healers so many people that have healing gifts that they don't understand there are many, many different ways to discover those gifts. And there are many, many ways to monetize these gifts. You just have to be creative and you have to, you have to want it bad enough. You have to want to heal others, but you have to start with healing yourself. Are you worthy? Do you think that you would be given these gifts if you were not worthy? Do you think that you, everything that you've done in your life that you've lived in, and and I don't care if you've been through trauma or horrors or whatever, that's just lessons. Okay. That's all it is, is lessons. Okay. Yeah. Shit happened to you. Some shit was rough, you know, whatever, whatever the situation, it was rough, but it doesn't define who you are. It helps you to become stronger because these are lessons. Okay. You're not a victim. You are not a victim because someone was mean to you or someone said something to you. If someone said something to you five years ago and it has affected you for five years, you're just playing this, the, the victim card and you're letting somebody else have your power. You're not loving yourself and you're not respecting yourself enough to say, hey, I am so incredibly special and I have been taken advantage of. However, it does not define who I am. People have hurt me, but it does not define who I am because I am not going to allow that. I love and care for myself enough that I am going to make a difference in other people's life. If I hadn't experienced all this horror and all this pain, then I wouldn't understand what the good is or what the flip side of that is and what people need to feel. So I am going to help others who are going through something similar or who have gone through such trauma or gone through such pain, and I'm going to help them recover and be strong just like I did. And I'm going to show them how, because I am an example of what it means to heal yourself. That's what I want for you. That truly is what I want for you. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast And I want you to realize that this is all possible and doable. I've helped hundreds of clients over the years. I've helped hundreds of healers and I've helped them become what they want to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good at setting healers up in business. It's, it's one, of, one of my things. I understand it. I understand how to set up websites, get business cards, how to market, how to do social media. I, I understand all that. So I teach that. I don't do it for the person. I teach them how to do it. You know, and, and it, it's very simple with a lot of things of just keeping your vibration high. You know, staying out of the lower vibration feelings of anger, resentment, pain, and moving into joy, love, excitement. I always tell people that, you know, anger is one of the, it's a friend. Okay, anger, anger is definitely your friend. But anger is a trigger. So when you're at your baseline and you're happy and you're healthy, and all of a sudden somebody does something and you get angry. What that does is it sparks movement, it sparks momentum, it sparks something in you in order to do something different and good in order to fix the situation. So anger is incredibly powerful and it's an incredibly needed tool, but it needs to be used as a trigger. You stay angry in order to problem solve the the issue and then you fix it and then you move back in to the higher vibrations of love, joy, excitement, those things. The problem that some people have is they stay in anger. They don't use anger as a trigger. They use anger as a state of being, and it's where I would rather be at. I would rather stay angry than face the day-to-day challenges of life. I want to stay angry because it fuels me. Bullshit. Okay. If you're staying angry, you're making the choice of giving up. If you are angry at somebody right now, you are living in a state of anger that is hurting you. You know, and everybody's like, oh, well, I'm not going to forgive them. Or, you know, it, you're you're just a freaking wuss if if you do these kind of things. If you let people run all over you. No. Use the anger as momentum to correct the situation. By you yourself becoming stronger, you are not a victim. I, I, I can't, I can't find the words enough to to say how important it is for you to realize that you are not a victim. You are strong and you are powerful because we all are. Every one of us comes here with a life purpose. Every one of us made a choice with our higher being to come here. Every one of us came here to learn something. Some of us had to learn pain. Some of us had to learn humility. Some of us had to learn to suffer. But it's a, it, you learn it. You don't live in it. Okay, You learn these things. You process these things in order to move through them. The good thing is, is that there are light workers who help you do that. Because sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming. Well, it can be a lot overwhelming and you're stuck. So reach out to other light workers who have been through something similar that you've been through, who understand what you've been through, who can help you move through it. Okay. There are so many people like me out there. There are so many podcasts, YouTube videos, coaches, coaches. Uh, healers. E- everything is out there. So your support groups, anything that you need to heal your current situation is there. You just have to look. You have to take the initiative and you have to want it bad enough to stop living in these lower vibration frequencies of, of anger and hate and frustration and pity and victimhood and realize that you want to move up into the higher vibrational realms so that you can start living a good life. Every choice that you make has consequences. So you can choose to stay in anger. You can choose to hate. You can choose all of these lower vibrational things. You can choose to hurt others. You know, I I know so many people who think that they're good people and they say some of the nastiest things about their people. I, I, I just listen to them, especially in today's climate with everything going on with, with politics. And I, I have heard so many people who think that they are good, wonderful, loving people who are non judgmental, who are just looking out for everybody's good. And they say some of the nastiest things about people that I have ever heard. And it's ridiculous. Because if you have to make yourself big by making someone else feel small, it's pretty pathetic. And if that's the kind of healer that you are, you need to reset. Because that is not healing. You do not ever make yourself feel better by making someone else feel smaller. That's just, that's bullshit right there. And I call people out on that all the time. And I'm never afraid to do that. Because if you have to to feel powerful by someone else feeling small, then you got your wires crossed. And you're just a bully at that point. You're a narcissist at that point. Even though you think you're a good person, you tell yourself you're a good person. You you have this image of being a good person where everybody sees this brand that you've created on the outside where you're just freaking incredible. But on the inside, you're just very judgmental. You have high expectations and you hurt people. just if you if you know people like that if you are like that help them help yourself the way that you do it is self-love self-esteem self-confidence those things are so incredibly special and they lead to self-respect because when you love yourself when you have high self-esteem self-confidence and then you bring in self-respect into the mix your life will change Your life will change in ways that you can't even fathom. And when you learn to set boundaries, and then you learn to help people heal by healing themselves, your life has meaning. Your life purpose has been identified. Your life purpose is here. And it's incredible. So I'm hoping... That everything I said today kind of makes sense to you. This is kind of like a preview of what future episodes are going to be like. Now, if you stuck with me this long, I really, really thank you. <laughs> if I lost you, it stopped being a dick. Oh well, stop being a dick. <laughs> um, my name is Dave Shep. I have you can reach me uh, on Instagram at Dave dot um, I'm. Let's see. Da, da, da. In the show notes, I'll have my website and all that. I'm building my website for this podcast right now, so I don't know the exact address. So I'll definitely have it by the time I come up with episode two. Um, But other than that, if you need to get a hold of me, you can reach me through Instagram or shoot me a message uh, on Facebook as well, Dave Dave Shep on Facebook. I hope everybody has a great day and thank you for listening. Bye-bye.